0: Episode 252 of the Paul Truesdale podcast. Is the juice worth the squeeze? It's Friday, January 27th, 2022. Only 331 days to buy junk, trash, rubbish, garbage, worthless, plastic, and pure, unadulterated junk that nobody wants, will remember, or needs for Christmas 2022 and beyond. However... Yours truly will truly remember you and yours, and today and all the days in the future to come if you just happen to include me on your list and drop a King's County Distillery Peated Bourbon Whiskey my way. Yes, right, you can do it today, you can do it tomorrow, all hells, bells, I'll wait until Christmas if I have to. So boys and girls, just keep on driving, keep on working, stay on the roadways, make them packed and jammed, make those pennies every hour you work. you got to keep the wheels of commerce rolling, 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 because you got to keep them drivers, employed and delivering to my local ABC liquor store so I can pick up what else that peated bourbon whiskey. Can I get a cowboy hoot? Yeah. Yeah! This is the Paul Truesdale podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, we're recording here at the Truesdale Professional Building, and we're not wearing pants. That's right. Me and the boys are sitting around the table. We're airing out our dirty laundry and letting things kind of hang loose, if you know what I mean. Right, Curly Joe? me, Tiny Tim, what do you got to say? Yes. And, of course, Reverend Ralph always has a lot to preach about. Oh. And never quite gets anything out of him. But then, of course, in the back pew, we've got Leon Gassamascus. Our newest member of our uh, pantless crew is a Bubba. Whoa. And always with me every time we do one of these things is Roscoe. Yeah. One and only the famous Roscoe. Yeah. Well, today we are celebrating. It's time to laugh. It's time to drink. It's time to feed the Treen Walker Coonhound. I missed that before. So the bottom line is, what's a Treen Walker Coonhound? What is it? What is it? <laughs> Well, the Treen Walker Coonhound, his name in our office is Archibald Prescott Truesdale. He's my 20th child. I have 20 children, by the way. He's a beauty. He's uh, all full of vim and vigor. He's a Treen Walker Coonhound, and Archie is a breed into himself. Now, he's part, again, English and American foxhound. The breed originally originated in the United States back, uh, oh, in the 19th century. He's a kind of a combination of a Tennessee lead, and uh, again, it's just a, a neat kind of cool dog. English, and again, American foxhound. So the bottom line is a trained walker coonhound, Oh Archie. He was officially recognized by the United Kennel Club back in 1945 as a breed. But the American Kennel Club, they had a stick up there. you know what. They didn't recognize Archie and his crew until 2002. Now, if you want to see Archie, all you got to do is go on to Google and look at the English foxhound hunts, and you'll see Archies, Archies, Archies everywhere. Now, what he is, he's bred primarily to hunt raccoons. And believe me, he hunts raccoons because on the properties, mm -hmm, does he ever go? He takes off and he's a hunter he also goes after deer he will go after bear bobcats and cougars and it's a breed that has a very vocal boy. and he hey boy does he get into it so again you can always identify him from other coon hounds out there and you can hear him from a long distance we've got him collared we've got him chipped and we've got a little electronic device on him because when he goes he's gone he's got a clear ringing voice changes from a steady chop when he listen what he does do this dude you gotta look up this amazing pause in this thing he can basically start to climb a tree it's so-called cool watch a dog climb a tree anyways tree walker Coonhounds are i mean are gentle they are loving they're calm uh archie's a little bit uh keyed up makes a good guard dog here in the office but uh, when it comes to being friendly he's fantastic and gets along with all of our other buddies that we've adopted and rescued
1: red alert now, whatever your name is get
0: ready for the big surprise
1: Roses are red, and how do you do? Drink four
0: of these, So for those of you who are listening on one of the third-party podcast players, you should know that uh, if you go to paultrusdale.com, paultrusdale.com, and you go to the podcast section for today, episode 252, The Juice is a Juice Worth the Squeeze, you've got a video there that we dropped in, and it uh, kind of gives you our flavor and belief on news. You can kind of take a look at that. It is what it is, what it is. I want to start off today by simply saying I had one of the best weeks of my life. I met some really cool people in the last uh, few weeks, last few months. I've met people that have uh, really turned into some outstanding human beings and uh, are um, just a real—I mean, not just uh, business-wise, but uh, all ways, shapes, and form, quality people. And uh, got lucky, got lucky. So for those of you I've met in the last few months, thank you, thank you. You're a, you're uh, you're all right. We uh, we. Um well, we're going to keep you around just a little bit. Anyways, it Is what it is. We're, but we do have to crack the whip here and get going.
1: I'm calling my lawyer.
0: So one of the things that uh, we've been doing lately, I've been talking to a lot of people, and uh, there's a very specific reason for it. And of late, you know, our general rule of thumb is, you know, you you, you talk to a hundred people, and ten people get it, and five people become clients of yours. The 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 uniqueness in which we do what we do is 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 uh, pretty hard for people to understand. It it really is. Even those who are sophisticated investors, they don't understand how we do what we do, and and it I get that. But of late, for some reason, uh, something kicked in. I don't know what what I'm doing. I don't know. What's going on? Maybe the economy is uh, got people a little scared and they're actually paying attention. But now we're getting about uh, 50 out of 100, and of those, we're doing business with about 50%. So, uh, yeah, Roscoe's happy about that, and uh, you know, Curly Joe certainly. is certainly happy about that because we're going to give Curly Joe a raise. So here's the thing. You know, you got good news, you got bad news, you got real news, you got fake news. And one of the things all day long, it's news, 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 entertainment. And one of the things I want you to do is go to paultrusdale.com, go to the podcast page and uh, play that video because one of the things everybody is always talking about, we're going to die, we're going to die. Oh my God, we're going to die. But I guess it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter anyways. You know why? Because everybody's going to die in one way. shape, form, or another at some point in time. Surprise! Surprise! Surprise. So I just get over it, you know, live life and have some fun. And one of the things I did, I did a video. Some of you saw it on LinkedIn. I distributed it uh, sparingly. I might put uh, some more of it up there for later on. But I had a little conversation with some folks and did a video about uh, our contact form. In fact, I, I actually might put it on the uh, on this page coming up here in just a little bit to give you a very clean, clear understanding that I'm not sitting around fiddle farting around anymore. Um, a lot of times people will, you know, hey, oh, yeah, let's become a friend. Let's do this. But they don't follow through. You know what I mean? Oh. And and I don't have time for that. Neither does Leon. So one of the rules I have is if you want to connect, you got to go to the contact page, either at Fixed Cost Financial or or on my page, paultrusdale.com. You can go to the law firm. You can go to any one of the companies. We have six that you can go to. There's contact forms galore and just register. And you know, if we don't know who you are, I'm not going to take the call. I've had several people from investment advisory firms, third-party managers call me and and, uh, it's always amazing to me. Do your homework. So for those of you out there who are third-party institutional money managers, I am one and I'm care what you do I'm not going to hire you Oh I always find that kind of funny so I'm calling my lawyer yeah call your lawyer what can I say it is what it is what it is right so here's the bottom line uh, business is business fun is fun and what the thing what we've got to do is we've got to get down to work and getting down to work means we're not going to waste our time effort aggravation or money on people that are dead beats.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: So let me talk a little bit about uh, my communications protocols here. And the communication protocols are kind of a lot like uh, what Curly Joe just did there, barking and uh, carrying on. Yes, we're going to basically do this. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have time for all the social media outlets that are out there. I use text messages. I use email. Everything else is secondary. That's all there is to it. And for a lot of lot of you, I'm dead serious on this. You, you, you're killing yourselves trying to be on all platforms at all times, doing all things. If you're going to do that, you need to hire somebody. Now, if you're looking to hire somebody for social media, I know who you need to hire. I've got people and I'm happy to share with you who they are and and my comment to you is, why would you go out and try to find somebody that, you know, just kind of poking around? Why use people like us, especially me, use people who are extremely successful to get you through the crap and say, yeah, what are you looking to do? Okay, great, done. That's the kind of business planning that I do. And it is what it is. Let's move on to number five. Let's talk about not going to have a war in balkanization. <laughs> So, one of the things I've been talking about quite literally is called the D Bing. D. Bing means domestic balkanization, and I've been talking about this since 1992. Uh, you know, having enjoyed the Olympics, Sarajevo, it was just amazing. And then shortly thereafter, you you see this place completely destroyed. It, it, it's just amazing to me. You know, you had the Montreal Olympics. I think it was what 70, uh, 72. Yeah, and you know, I just I've always it's, it's been hard for me to like. Okay, here's an Olympics in Sarajevo. Here's an Olympics in Montreal. And wow, imagine Montreal. Just just being blown up and destroyed and and gone. It it just blew me away. So generally speaking, on April 6, 1992... And this was a pretty powerful year for me. Um, we had a lot of violent events that took place, and the war started. Now the war ended on the fourteenth of December in ninety-five, but we had a lot of American police officers that went to work over there restoring peace, and a lot of our military people, and we bombed the hell out of out of uh, certain people over there. But the, the big thing is, I've I've always taught use this word. It's called Balkanization, and I've said this forever, and I'm going to say it again. I want you to understand this. There is a a real Effort to try to get everybody to wear the same uniform. There's a real effort to try to get everybody to wear the same uh, headdress. Everybody to drink the same Kool-Aid. Everybody scare everybody out of their mind with you know this, that, and everything else. I would encourage you to read Animal Farm. I would encourage you to read George Orwell's book, Nineteen Eighty-Four. Get a copy of Two Thousand One: Space Odyssey. I grew up reading literally everything written by Arthur C. Clarke, and I've always been amazed at how there's been a lack of what I would call extreme creative science fiction for several decades now. And while there are people who have written things, yes, The Matrix is cool, but all of these superhero movies and everything, that's not science fiction. That's just cartoon books. One of my favorite authors is Ernest Hemingway, and and he lived life. He lived life. And I've believed in living a a life well-lived myself. I've always said this. If anything happens to me, literally, if I finish this podcast and I'm done, I've done everything on my bucket list many times over. I'd like to keep going. I fully expect to be around another 40 years without any problem. But here's the thing, I'm satisfied. Glass is half full, never half empty. If you go to bed at night, you had a good day. You get up, you had a good night. It's all there is to it. But we are perpetually repeating the damn mistakes that we've made in the past. So this podcast is a little bit different from some of the others. Normally I have a lot of things I kind of drop in and play off what's going on in the news. But today I just want to opine a little bit about things like having a dog. Having a dog that sits in your lap, having somebody you care about. You can put your arm around them, you can hug, you can snuggle. And how important that is. is to have that type of communications with somebody you love, somebody you care about, somebody cares about you and how it sucks to go to the hospital and be alone among strangers who treat you like a number. And we have thousands and thousands and thousands of clients. And I can tell you absolutely unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, I've seen some of the most disgusting medical care that should, that should, doesn't belong in a third world country. It belongs in a fourth and fifth world country. And this whole thing about commoditization everybody's the same is crap. When your loved one goes to a hospital and you can't go into the emergency room to be there. When you have suffered a horrific accident, you have been shot, you've been injured, you suffer from the things that we can't talk about. People like on Facebook will ban you for saying the words. Don't question Big Brother, God Almighty, don't question him. Yeah. Roscoe keeps telling me not to do that, right? Wow. Because we're going to get in trouble. Oh, stop it, Leon. You're stinking the place up. But there are people out there who are scaring me because I'm an investment advisor by trade and we have all the other companies, but that's what I always say. What do you do? Well, I do a lot of different things, yada, yada, yada. But I really enjoy the fact that I can say for 36 years, I've been managing money on a retail and institutional basis. And so when Canada has all of these truckers that are saying, stop, we're done. I look at things like, hmm, isn't it interesting that all of the roadway cameras in Canada just..." happened to go down recently, I don't believe in coincidences when they happen over and over and over. When I see Australian police officers, English police officers, German, Italian, French, beating the absolute dog snot out of people. And you say things like, only in San Francisco. No, they will Beat a protester into the ground, but if you happen to drop pants, drop dew right in front of my, at then, several years ago, minor daughter and family, nobody cares about that.
1: People got- Respect for the brain dead? Yeah,
0: you got to have more respect for the brain dead than the the law abiding, tax paying people. I'm serious. You know, I'm kind of set fed up with this stuff. And I really do believe a lot of people need to shut up and start talking. That's right. You need to shut up on the stupid things and start talking about the things that are really important. The world is becoming balkanized politically, socially. God, I mean, men are from Jupiter and women are from, I don't know, Pluto, (laughs) whatever. But we're all the same. I'm going to tell you again. That's hogwash. Now, let's move on to number six on my page. And normally I don't do this. I'm just kind of trying this a little bit. I don't know how it's going to work out. Let's move on to number six. We had a great discussion in the office about past generations. My son and I, my oldest son and I, uh, and he's the really the chief executive officer of the investment advisory firm. I'm the president and founder, and uh, he runs all the operations now, and and shareholder and and um, heir apparent. Oh, he's the heir apparent. He's the heir. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So. The bottom line is there are a lot of companies out there that benefited from many generations of people who are willing to push the envelope, do things that nobody else would do. But that intense stuff that they did is not being done now. The amount of innovation that's out there is not the kind of innovation that has happened in the past. And I know, oh yes, you know, the iPhone does this and does that. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of the garage mechanics, a lot of the field jacks of all trade they did things that are just amazing but people are afraid to make change now they're afraid to fail they're afraid to say you know um this takes like grape and it's you're saying it's cherry i mean i kind of know the difference between grape and cherry. No, no 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 it's cherry if you say it's grape you're a terrorist if you say it's grape you're one of those world war ii nazi types if you're a no 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 you must be a, you must be a soviet spy are you a terrorist you're calling this grape it's cherry damn Sure could have swore it was great. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) Remember Eastman Kodak? Remember Sears? Remember Polaroid? These are all companies. I'm going to give you a whole list of them really quick that didn't stay current with what's going on. The government's doing the very same thing. Oh, the government knows what's going on, but they get their head up their ass because they're not listening to a lot of people. Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Man, it used to be a thing back in the day. Boy, I love going to Blockbuster to get our movies. Borders. Remember Borders, the book company? Nah, gone. Nokia General Motors is nothing compared to what it used to be years ago. Xerox. BlackBerry. Remember BlackBerry? How about Yahoo? IBM, JCPenney, MySpace. These are all companies that were kicking ass, taking names. They were big, big companies, but they lost, they lost it, man. They just lost it. They lost sight of what's going on.
1: You stupid. No, What's nine plus 10? 21. You stupid.
0: So see, what happens if if you decide to put some uh, N2O juice, right? Some noxious oxide. You know, you just put a little ox, a little, little nox into the car, right? You can get that baby a fly. Now, some of you might have done that. You might have put some nox in your, your vehicle and you're, you're tooling around the streets. You know, drag racing, kind of like Fast and Furious, right? We've all seen the movie Fast and Furious. But here's the thing. You do that to a normal car, you're likely to kill yourself. If you're racing competitively, you know what you're doing. You want to kick up your level of preparation on that vehicle. Yeah, a little Knox, going to be uh, some serious thing. But here's the thing, nox, nox oxide was used for medical purposes in surgery, and dentistry, in an anesthesia. It's an anesthetic, really. It's a, a pain-reducing item. Laughing gas, a lot of people call it laughing gas. A fellow by the name of Humphrey Davy is the one that coined that, that uh, name. The euphoric effects of inhaling it has led one to believe that recreational use and disassociative aesthetic is laughing gas. Now, the World Health Organization lists laughing gas as one of the essential medicines and safest, most effective medicines needed in the health system. But it's also used as a rocket propellant. It's used for motor racing. Um, and it can catapult engines. <laughs> like something else. You know, it kind of reminds me of a thing called Ivermectin, discovered 1975 first marketed, first marketed as a veterinarian medicine in 1981. Human applications followed in the 1980s. A couple of people in 2015 got a Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine for the discovery of its applications. The World Health Organization, the one that has been boohooing everybody. Yeah. Saying that this is bad. Sweetly listed ivermectin as one of its most essential medicines in the world. That's right, proved by the U.S. Drug Administration as an anti-parasitic. Back in 2018, it was the 420th most commonly prescribed medication in third world countries. No, no, no. In the United States, boys and girls, with over 100 prescriptions every year. It's now available on a genetic basis. But ivermectin is bad. Ivermectin bad. Remember, ivermectin bad. Oh. Ivermectin bad. Oh. Or a warmer. Oh. Okay. But you know, yeah, so we invent one thing and then something else comes up that makes it usable. We do one thing for medicine and then we find it happens to really kick ass in cars. Oh, we find this thing that's an anti parasitic, it's really important and well, we can't talk about what it does. Just like in 1968, Dr. Spencer Silver is a scientist. Now he's working for a company called 3M. You might have heard of 3M. And so he was tasked with developing a super super. super strong adhesive something that sticks and ain't getting unstuck but he accidentally screwed up and he created this thing called low-tech L-O-W-T-A-C-K, LOTAC. That's what he called it. It was a reusable pressure-sensitive adhesive. It was like, well, basically a glue that didn't stick very well. Now, for five damn years, he was promoting this as a solution without a problem. Nobody wanted his crap. Now, back in the day, 3M actually had some balls. Like some companies, you know, they've all lost them. And they said, you know, here's what we do. We have these things that you can informally market. You can do seminars. And you, you can do what you want to do. And he did. And it just didn't go anywhere. Now, in 1974, he had a colleague. And a colleague attended one of his seminars, a fellow of Art Fry. You can't make this stuff up. Art Fry. He came with an idea saying, you know, we ought to use this thing as a bookmark because he used to go to church. In the hymnal, he took a yellow piece of paper. Well, it was a yellow pad, you know, a legal pad. They cut it up, put some of this adhesive on it, and he used it as a hymnal. Well, Fry then utilized that and was permitted to bootleg it. They had a policy back then because if you can develop this into a you know a workable idea, that's great. So he bootlegs bootlegged the thing and created what was known as the pale yellow post-it notes. And it took off. It is literally it was just scrap paper they they used and one thing leads to another. So (sighs) Ah <sighs> 1968, uh, Dr. Spencer Silver fails at a creating a hell of a strong adhesive, and a buddy of his, Art Fry, in 1974 decides he can use it to bookmark hymnals and Bibles. IBM is open-minded in their thinking back in the day, that was 74, yes, we were coming through the Cultural Revolution then. You remember Woodstock. And of course, 1969, we landed man on the moon. (coughs) Anyways, bottom line though is failure led to a different form of success. So you see, if there are just a lot of people, there are a lot of people who are afraid to create these days, because if you create, you could cause a result that doesn't work. Another one would be, for example, matchsticks. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a thing that you could keep in your pocket and you can just light a stick. They were called dirty mixing sticks. Back in 1926, John Walker noticed that a dried lump of crud on the end of a stick, while well, he was stirring chemicals because he didn't clean it, he tried to scrape it off and, whoa, he's got a flame. And pretty simple. what the hell did I have on the end of this thing? He literally discovered how to create a matchstick. They called them friction lights. Friction lights. That's how they And he, they, he sold them in his pharmacy. All because he was sloppy and lazy and just basically was, you know, turning in chemicals figured out what he was doing. Then he used a piece of cardboard. He replaced the stick. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. No more hand wooden splints and all that kind of stuff. He got himself matches. That's kind of cool, I think. 1929, another, another thing happened. Sir Alexander Fleming, he was in his lab, just kind of hanging out, tidying things up. He'd been on vacation. He uh, looked at a Petri dish that he left behind and goes, mm. and what he basically said is, uh, look at this bacteria, and it's been hanging around here, and look at this mold. And Well, the culture killed the bacteria. So as a result of his sloppiness, that's right, sloppiness, went on vac- vacation, probably went down to Miami Beach and was hanging out with, uh, I don't know, some of the uh, rappers back in the day. This was 19. 19- 1929. That's that's probably what they were doing, or he probably took a plane and flew over to uh, Maui or something like that, right? That's probably what he did. But basically what he wound up doing is discovering penicillin. That's right, penicillin. It could kill other bacteria. Given us to small animals, you know, he started a decade later, started fiddle-farting around. One thing led to another. They found that, uh, wow, this bacteria-killing substance in mold, one thing led to another. It's penicillin. And the world's a hell of a lot better for a screw-up. <laughs> then we got... Percy Spencer, an engineer at Rayathon, he's working on a a thing called the Megatron. Megatron. Doesn't that sound cool? Say it with me. Megatron. Come on. M-A-G. Yeah, Megatron. Okay, so he's got the Megatron. You're not going to say it with me. I know you won't do it. But he's noticed he's got a candy bar in his pocket, and it's melting. And it's melting because this thing is emitting microwaves. And Eureka, guess what? He discovered and created. Now, my father was born in 1915. He and his brother served in World War II. My mother's side, all, every member of the family was in World War II. So on one side, you had four, and on another side, you had six. So there were 10 family members in World War II, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. My father was the Marine. One of my uncles served on a, the Flying Fortress. A lot of planes were built on my grandfather's farm in Michigan, a place called Willow Run. A lot of bombers built there. And they had this fancy new thing called Radar. And the guys figured out that you could actually cook with this thing. But an engineer at Radathon, Percy Spencer, is the one who figured out that if you put something in front of this and you put it in a box and you seal it up, it cooks food. And son of a gun, now you got microwave energy that you could cook quickly. What's the point of saying all this to you? The point of saying this to you is what I believe all the time. You got to talk about things. Sometimes you just got to talk it out. I've met several people recently who I'm able to talk to. Have a nice conversation, work things through. Been doing that for years with all the people who work with me on the forecasting side of the house, but I have a new group of people that are more fun. They have a different perspective and I'm putting those, all of that into the mix what we do. Now, the point being is that when you can't talk about things, when you can't argue and well, have a legitimate argument. I don't mean about screaming and howling and carrying on. And no, you can't do that. I'm talking about When people of sufficient intelligence... Mitch, there's something you're going to have to understand. Compared to you, most people have the IQ of a carrot. Wow! When you get people that do not have an IQ of a carrot and you're absolutely sitting back and just shooting the breeze, you figure things out. Most things in life are figured out by accident, not by methodically crunching it out and talking about it. Yeah, you got to sit down and you got to roll up your sleeves. Ain't no doubt about it. But a lot of times you just got to roll with it. I had more fun in the gas house at the University of Wisconsin playing sheep's head, having my beer and sour cream and onion uh, chips. We all took turns going to various classes and taking Notes signed in for everybody, and then got back. And said, what did that dumbass professor say? I had I learned more playing sheep's head, more on the second floor in the big comfy couches, shooting the breeze with the girls and the guys, and and uh, doing what we did. Going over to Professor Crane's house and drinking beer and singing songs, singing songs like "Look, show fair in the midnight air, with wind blowing up her nighty, boobies hung loose like the cows, like the balls on the moose." Hey Zeus. Jesus Almighty, I won't get the rest of it, it's pretty nasty, I already cleaned it up. But Dr. Crane, God rest his soul, gave an endowment to the university, cool guy. And so you learn things from just hanging with people and talking about stuff. Yeah, 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 you got to go to your economics class, got to, for me, I never had to do any mathematics, never had to take German, never had to take English, I clept it out, you call it clept these days, I tested out all that stuff. I started at the two and 300 range in, in classes, never had, never had any intro class. But I did my full 120, by God, if I'm paying, I'm taking the 120 point. Point being is that sitting around talking to people, and I can tell you today, social media has removed a lot of that talk, and you got to get off social media. Got to turn off the news. We don't have the news on here. We have TVs in every office in this place. Everybody's got an off. Here's the thing. You don't know why? Because it corrupts. It's not news. We get our news from different sources. We don't. We don't bother this ABC and CBS crap. That's just. That's just. It is crap. It's just regurgitation of the same puke all day long. But you got to get it off, and you got to do your own damn thinking. That's the key thing. You got to do your own damn thinking tired of uh, being jerked around. So e-commerce, yeah, it's a, it's a big thing, you know? I mean, there's a vast network of warehouses and distribution centers out there. The logistics uh, for industrial real estate is such that, man, it is in big demand. Of course, you have companies like Amazon, Whole Foods, Amazon Fresh, Amazon Grab and Go, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Eh, they got films, they're streaming. I mean, but here's another thing. Big studio production. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Ghouls. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. You know, the bottom line is these big warehouses, you cannot produce content fast enough for people. You think, my God, whether they're 457,000 channels, how many trillions of things, well, they're just producing it. And green screen, think of an entire warehouse of green and and all the riggings and everything. It's such a cool thing to to see and do. Bottom line is they're needed. They're needed everywhere because we're becoming a society that sits around or behind and just kind of chills out. is what it is what it is. Number nine, financial planning fools. I have, uh, I'm watching these people in Tampa. And one of the things I want to tell you right now, it, it's coming back again. Years ago, there was a lot of litigation involving MetLife in Tampa, where they were selling life insurance policies to uh, nurses and telling them that these were investment products. And I can tell you I was involved in uh, some of that litigation as an expert witness. And I can't go any, any more into any of that stuff because I still have an NDA that probably... Uh, uh, non-disclosure agreement I can't I really can't talk about but the bottom line is you 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 get these people that as as the compression of compensation in the investment and brokerage world gets smaller and smaller and smaller you get getting these people selling more and more insurance to people especially life insurance saying oh it's an investment and it's going to do everything for you it grows tax-free and tax-deferred and tax this and tax don't don't buy that crap okay um Look at what really wealthy people do, and do what they do. Okay, one of the things that once you're a client of mine, you get the good stuff. When you are a client, the this podcast is yeah, I have fun with this. I just have a ball with it. This today, and frankly, this week after Tuesday, there has been so many things going on that just literally took me sideways. So this is not the best production we've done in the past, but uh, it is what it is. But folks, remember, financial planning is a tool. It's not a service. Anybody who says they're a financial planner. They are literally a tool. One of the things that we were discussing here in the office, we were talking about war games and how the military, they need gamers. They need these, these geeks to uh, kind of figure everything out. And um, yeah, that's kind of a cool thing. Always remember never forget that uh, insider trading is perfectly legal if you're a member of Congress. So, if you want to be a, a millionaire, there is one way to absolutely, unequivocally be on and to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt. Get
1: fixed everything. You like it? Yeah. Whoa!
0: You want to be a multimillionaire, potentially a billionaire? You can. Be a mem- member of Congress because insider trading is perfectly legal. We have folks in our industry that are now following the trades of members of Congress, especially Nancy Pelosi, who is now worth $100 million. That's right, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. She uh, gets to be president if uh, if Biden drops dead, if Harris drops dead. She's the President of the United States, and she you know, basically can't talk. It is what it is what it is. Also, remember, you have a right under the Second Amendment to own a gun. All of these laws everywhere are absolutely illegal. I sent an email regarding my opinion on what needed to happen in the current legislative session here in Florida. And I have two gentlemen, one I know very well in the House, one in the Senate, and another House member. And all three of them don't have the intestinal fortitude to write back and say that they got my letter because you know what my stand is. The laws, rules, and regulations in the state of Florida are far behind other states. And even though it's controlled by the Republican Party, these guys got no balls to do what they need to do. Gun laws are illegal. The Second Amendment is clear. But you know what you don't have the right to? You don't have the right to go on public property. You do not have a right to go into a park. You do not have the right to go into a national park. You see, there is no constitutional right to go on land owned by the government. But there is a constitutional right to own a weapon. That's the reason why there are hours of operation, that's the reason why there's no trespassing, that's why public restrooms can be locked up, and that's why if you happen to go into a park and lay a blanket down and play hoochie-coochie in the middle of the night with a, bar, with a few beers, and the park ranger comes by, well, Rick might put you behind in jail. Why? Well, it's a public park. Nope, you have no right to be in a public park. One of the things that bothers me is the people who, oh, they know everything. I got rights, I got rights, I got rights. No, you don't have rights. You have to know what your rights are, and you have to follow the law. LinkedIn. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am really getting to the point where LinkedIn is becoming a mini Facebook. All you ever do is get on there and it's about warm and fuzzy. It's about, it used to be a place where it was like an exchange of business ideas. It's not. Uh, they, they, they need to wrangle that in. It's fun to put some things up there, but oh man, it's just, some of it's just really, really bad. I also tell you they got the same problem on LinkedIn that you have on Facebook. Put a picture up, especially of a dog, and make sure whatever you write is less than 10 words because the whole damn world has ADD. Too long didn't listen. Too long didn't watch. Too long didn't view. It is what it is what it is. My God. Oh, by the way, 30,000 guns were recently stolen. Guess where from? That's right, the police. Oh, probably Minnesota, right? Dallas, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles? No, no. Town, Cape Town, South Africa. 30,000 guns of the police department down in... Uh yeah, South Africa in uh, the big city there, stolen. But here's the other thing. If you have followed what I've said in the past, you know that trains are being hijacked. People are, well, they're not being hijacked. It's not like, you know, Butch casting Sundance kids. It's, we're not doing that. But here's what's going on. The trains are coming from the ports in Los Angeles, and people are jumping on the uh, on the uh, trains as they're going along. They're opening the doors, and they're throwing everything out because they're specifically looking for things. And you know what the government's not telling you out there? You know what the government's not telling you out there? Yeah. You're not telling you that they've stolen a boatload of guns. Yeah. And so they've got a lot of uh, bad people out there.
1: Certainly. They've
0: got a lot more guns than they ever had in the past. Oh. That ain't so cool, is it, Bubba? Wow. Yep. But you know what we do? We, we focus on things that are absolutely inconsequential. Headlines about some satellite that uh, Elon Musk, uh, they have a rocket that went up, and, and you know what's going to crash in the moon? It's going to crash in the moon. Oh, more trash on the moon. We're trashing up the moon. Oh, we got to get protest signs, and we got to go, oh, bad Elon Musk. Oh, you know, I'm so sick and tired of people getting so upset over the stupidest crap in the world. What we do have a problem is space junk. You now you got the Indian, the Pakis, the Chinese, us, the Russians, you name it, pretty soon you're going to have uh, people from uh, Bangladesh, uh, Kuala Lumpur, and uh, Nigeria sending rockets up. Yeah, everybody's sending the stuff up in there and it's getting cl- it's getting crowded. If you want to see how crowded it is, look at some of the space observatory items that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you can go online and look it all up. I'm not going to give you everything. I might put a link here. Man, there's stuff everywhere. You think there's a lot of planes in the sky. Man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of satellites up there. But people are going to have a hissy attack! A hissy attack over what? Or having a hissy attack because something's gonna crash in the moon? Isn't that just terrible? <sighs> So the title of the day is what title is this juice is not worth the squeeze. And what we're referring to is the fact that there are a lot of people leaving Hollywood. There's a lot of people leaving California. People are done. They're leaving in droves. They're all going to Austin. They're joining people like, uh Joe Rogan and others, they're coming to Florida like wildfire. Florida, not just Florida, but Tampa in particular is the spot. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have talked to probably 30, 40 people in the last two weeks, and every single one is leaving California, moving to Florida. Not just moving to Florida, they're moving to Tampa. And I have been encouraging that all day long. But you know what? I got realtors that I've said, hey, I've got contacts. I'm doing this stuff. What do they do? Ah, don't bother getting a hold of Paul. They just wind up going someplace else. You know, again, it's about business. If... I'm a lifestyle business or business lifestyle. If you're too stupid to follow up and keep up with me, well, you ain't going to make any coin. Now, one of the things I would encourage you to do is look at the TV show uh, Yellowstone. My son and I today finished the last episode of the fourth season. And uh, yeah, John Dutton is a pretty cool guy. And one of the things I would tell you to do is you need to watch it. Now, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to probably do a podcast series, an extra one, talking about the financial principles of Yellowstone. I was going to do that when you had uh, Survivor. The very first Survivor is absolutely fantastic. There's a couple other shows I was going to do that with. One of them was Breaking Bad and the other one was Better Call Saul. I still might do that. Basically put on a college course on the business principles of Breaking Bad. College a, a course on uh, Better Call Saul. And, um, but what I do know is that there are some things in life that are worth fighting for. And because we haven't fought for things involving morals, mores, and ethics, because we have fought for equal outcome rather than equal opportunity, and because It's always kicking a can down the road. The homelessness is unbelievable. And as we get more and more complicated in life, people are having more and more difficult time controlling themselves and and understanding things. I mean, it's getting tough. You know, most people are slaves. I don't care. Yeah, I can say that word because my grandfather, many removed, that went and fought the King of England. And then we've got a great history. We've been here in this country since 1632. And that gentleman that came over was technically a slave for two years. He was an indentured servant, and when he paid off his debt, he was the first vicar of Boston. So we have a very interesting background that I'm very proud to say. But you know, once upon a time, cities knew the people. There's always been homeless people. There's always been crazy. There's always been people that got old, and you took care of them. Sometimes when people became really bad, and they really got out of control, you put a gun in their head, and you, you ended their life. Sometimes you took them for a drag. Sometimes you just beat the Holy snot and see communities did that you knew who the bad kids were you knew who the good kids were when i grew up we had a rodney in the neighborhood and everybody knew rodney has sticky fingers and rodney wasn't allowed in anybody's house because hell's bells and rodney got in the garage he's leaving with a hammer or something and rodney was just he was just a freaking thief he also uh Mitch, there's something you're going to have to understand Compared to you, most people have the IQ of a carrot. So I want to congratulate uh, Jane Caster, the mayor of... Uh city of Tampa. Jane and I worked when uh, at Tampa together. I was a field training officer. She was a, a rookie when she started. She was a hell of a chief. She's a hell of a mayor. Some things she's done, I don't I don't agree with at all, but you know, she's the boss down there. I will tell you, there's no beggars down in Tampa, not one beggar. I enjoy going down there because Tampa has a handle on that stuff. But I came back there night late, middle of night. It was late. It was near midnight, and I'm getting off the road at State Road 40 and 75, and what's standing there in the dark, and a grungy guy all dressed in... It in dark, holding a cane and a sign, and he walks up to my car. Not a happy camper. So for those of you in the city of Tampa, congratulations. For those of you running the city of Ocala, sure don't like what you're doing. You don't want to piss me off. I'll leave you with one other thing before we get out of here. Let's take a look at the uh, website. and You'll see that the, uh, in 2012, the average house was uh, about $150,000. Minimum wage was $7.25. In 2022, the average house is now getting up to about 550 dollars and minimum wage is $7.25 that interesting i'd encourage you to take a look at the uh, movie blazing saddles and uh, that's there for one reason and one reason only it has to do with the fact that um, yeah sometimes like the cowboy does in the scene there you just got to grab him by the throat and knock him down and you gotta stick with your own kind The movie, uh, or the song Hooray for Hollywood, was actually done as a promotion for Hollywood. A lot of you don't know that. So the marketing of Hollywood, the community identity, the selling of real estate, they did a really hell of a job for it. Down the bottom you'll see a a YouTube video. It's called Hooray for Hollywood. where you have got Cary Grant standing there getting off a plane. That type of plane my father was in and crashed uh, in Oklahoma. And uh, my father walked away from that crash. Someday I'll tell you a little bit about that. But today that song might be instead of Hooray for Hollywood it's about uh, Hooray we're leaving because of all the drive-by shootings drugs and perverts galore it is what it is what it is you know it and I know it so what do you say we uh, get out of here and uh, hit the dusty trail thanks for joining me and uh, remember we're going to make a few changes to the podcast coming up in the next uh, 30-60 days Tell family, friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers and do what you got to do. Help us get this out there. And remember, there's no commercials. But with that being said, we're going to drop one of our favorite commercials in on you. It's an oldie. It's a goodie. And then, baby doll, may I have this dance. That's right. That's the name of the song.
1: Ipana presents... Bucky Beaver Space guard. Brush up, brush up, brush up. Here's the new iPad with some brand new play, of big candies for your teeth. It's a and he's headed this way. I'm gonna make cavities in everybody's teeth. (laughs) Now, Beaver, I'm gonna blast holes in your teeth. <laughs> new Ipana knocked out K germs best of all eating brands, including fluoride toothpaste. Brush it, brush it, brush it. Here's the new Ipana with the brand new flavor knocked out K germ best. Fresh, clean, and minty. You'll like it. New Ipana toothpaste. <laughs> The stars guide us again Your end, perfect in mine
0: Wrap up. This has been the Paul Truesdell Podcast. The Paul Truesdell Podcast is sponsored by Nobody. Why? Because paid advertising chokes and corrupts free
1: speech. Yeah.
0: Bandwidth, production, and hosting for the Paul Truesdell Podcast provided by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. A true fiduciary-based registered investment advisor and manager. Visit FixedCostFinancial.com. That's (laughs) FixedCostFinancial.com.